This episode of the Model 3 Owners Club podcast is brought to you by Doolaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada, and are looking for the best price and coverage on your Tesla, give Doolaban a call at 1-855-385-4226 or visit our website at doolabaninsurance.com slash Tesla. Uh, Eric's on a roll. Good evening, everyone. Welcome again. It's time for another Model 3 Owners Club podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Page. I'm also joined by my good friends, Eric Camacho and Ian Pavelko. Gentlemen, good evening. We got so much to talk about tonight. I hope everyone's in good health. do we ever. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a day. Um, Where to begin? Where to begin? I think, uh, well, obviously, we had some subjects we were going to talk about tonight, including the SEC. We we had a fantastic show title, but obviously, we can't use it tonight because the bigger news, of course, is the standard range Model 3 is now finally available to order. But, but, so much has changed on this, so we have to literally unpack it. So I thought it would be a better place for me to read Tesla's blog post that they posted today, just to kind of set... Uh, the framework here. So let me just zoom in here. So this is basically uh, almost verbatim here. We are incredibly excited to announce that the standard Model 3 with 220 miles of range, that's 352 kilometers, a top speed of 130 miles per hour, 208 kilometers per hour, and a zero to 60 miles per hour acceleration of 5.6 seconds is now available at 35,000 or $47,600 Canadian. I should mention um, the standard range Model 3 is only available in Canada or basically North America right now. So Europe is not, uh, not available yet. So I, I would suspect that will be just a few more months. Anyways, moving along. In addition, we are introducing the Model 3 standard range Plus, which offers 240 miles of range, a top speed of 140 miles per hour, 0 to 60 in 5.3 seconds, and most premium interior features at $37,000 before incentive. That's US dollars. For 6% money, uh, 6% more money, you get 9% more range, more power, and an upgraded interior. Good on Tesla trying to push those margins up a little bit. Okay, moving along. <laughs> to achieve these prices while remaining financially sustainable, and this is a big one here, Tesla is shifting sales worldwide to online only. You can now buy a Tesla in North America with your uh, via your phone in about one minute, and that capability will soon be extended worldwide. We're also making it much easier to try out and return a Tesla so that a test drive prior to purchase isn't needed. You can now return a car within seven days or a thousand miles, 1600 kilometers, for a full refund. While uh, quite literally, you could buy a Tesla, drive several hundred miles for a weekend road trip with friends, and then return the car for free with the highest consumer satisfaction score of any car on the road, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to finish that here. So here's the big bit here. Shifting all sales online combined with other ongoing cost efficiencies will enable us to lower all vehicle prices by about 6% on average, allowing us to achieve the $35,000 Model 3 price point earlier than we expected. Over the next few months, we will be winding down many of our stores with a small number of stores and high traffic locations remaining as galleries, showcases, and Tesla information centers. The important thing for customers in the United States to understand is that with online sales, anyone can uh, can quickly and easily buy a Tesla. At the same time, 
We will be increasing our investment in the Tesla service system with the goal of same day, if not same hour service, and with most service done by uh, us coming to you rather than you coming to us. Moreover, the, uh, we guarantee service availability anywhere in the country in which we operate. We're also excited, and this is the last paragraph, we're also excited to announce that we're implementing a number of firmware upgrades for both new and existing customers. These upgrades will increase the range of the long-range rear-wheel drive Model 3 to 325 miles, up from, what is it, 310? Um, increase the top speed of the Model 3 performance to 162 miles per hour and add an average approximately 5% peak power to all Model 3 vehicles. That is the blog post. So having said that, there is so much to discuss here and unpack. Uh, we need to start somewhere. So where do you guys think we should start? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the long-winded one, but I just... <laughs> I will, I will, uh, so my immediate reaction to the news today was, holy cow. Like, I don't, I don't think a lot of us really expected Was that really the word this. you used? No, I don't think so. Knowing Eric, no. This is this this is a safe show. Uh, so, again, this, if we were snacking somewhere, that'd be totally something different. But no, in in all seriousness, I I did not expect this amount of news to come from Tesla today. Uh, you know, I think there were a lot of rumors out there that the Model Three standard range would be announced, which you know some people suspected would be right. Others sort of downplayed it. I think um, Trevor, uh, our esteemed host of this show. Uh, mentioned on Twitter, I think it was yesterday or on on Tuesday, that his expectation was we'd hear about Autopilot Hardware 3. And in some regard, we did get some news of that today. But ideally, this is a game changer for many things. So first, it's for those people who've been asking us almost every week during viewer questions, mm -hmm. hey, when's the standard range Model 3 coming out? Well, now, now we know it's now, and those deliveries are going to start in earnest uh, in the next two to four weeks. The next thing really is the more, um, I want to say more sorrowful part of this release today, which is the effect it's going to have on the employees that work for Tesla. Um, it's no secret that I used to work for Tesla, uh, so I certainly can and can't say certain things. But in general, I still have friends who work for Tesla, and I do now wonder what their long-term future is with the company. Now. I'm hopeful, we don't know because a blog post doesn't allude to this, I'm hopeful that Tesla will find some way to realign their business model so that these folks who are talented, intelligent people and are, are very beneficial to the company can find some roles that best fit them, whether it's service centers, whether it's more of a, a you know technology based with developers or whatever it might be. Um, I'm hoping a lot of them can find some way to stay working for the company. Um, I mean, I mentioned before the show started taping that we've, we're seeing a lot of online merchants. We're seeing the Amazons and the Wayfairs and so many other companies are going to an e-commerce platform, not having storefronts, not having the old brick and mortar sort of thing. And Tesla years ago used to be mostly showrooms where there was showing you the products. You couldn't do test drives there. It was more of an information center. So they're going back to the roots, really focusing on their on their online presence. But I, again, I think there's some cost to that, and I'm kind of curious how it's going to play out in the weeks and months ahead. 
But for now, it's still a lot of positive news with the, all the different options for the Model 3. We're going to dive into um, the different configurations and the price points and stuff. Uh, this also benefits some of those who are waiting for the tax credit here in the U.S. You can actually get your uh, vehicle a little bit sooner than expected. So it's it's a day of positive news. But again, I, I also see the the downside to some of this as well. Yeah, it's a little. There's some little bittersweet parts in there. That's for sure. Correct. Okay. Well, uh, well put, Eric. Thank you for uh, uh, outlining that. We'll have more to say Thanks. about that as we go, obviously. I think it's important for us to maybe just take a couple of minutes here. Let's just dive into the configurator. Uh, Ian, did you want to say anything before we get in, or are we just going to get into this? No, I, I think Eric's comments fully capture the, the, the global effect on the organization. I mean, me personally, I as I'm hearing all this, I'm thinking, oh, my God, all that wonderful staff at the Montreal store who oh. are so incredible. They're just like the most amazing people I've ever dealt with in the automotive community. And I, 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 I feel the same way. Yeah, I, I really hope that uh, they all land in the right spot, you know, and, and they can realign themselves with whatever the new mission is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the bittersweet part for me. Um, the rest to me is is 99% great news. I mean, you know, especially as Jerry Clark, uh, German Clarkson would say, more power. <laughs> of course. I'm very excited yeah, about that. I, but let's, let, let, Trev, let's try and keep it on track. There's a lot to go oh through. I'm going to let you maestro the whole thing, and I'll, <laughs> I'll put in my, my two cents as we go. because He's he's still trying to figure it all out. We're, we're, we're getting news by the hour. My head here. has yeah. been spinning for the last two hours. I mean, between yeah. trying to get this information sorted out, trying to f- figure out what we're going to talk about tonight, answering tweets that have been – like my phone was literally getting hot. Now it's cool now. But it was crazy. Anyway, so having said that, let's just dive into the configurator. I'm going to yeah. bring this up here real quick so everybody can see it. So I'm on the U.S. site right now. So everything you're going to see here is in U.S. dollars. So if you have a look here, uh, you'll see that I've picked the standard range in the lower left-hand corner. Disregard the uh, silly after savings amount. But there is your fabled $35,000 right there. So finally, they're able to do it. However, um, there are some caveats here. So the first thing we need to look at here is just click on the standard interior and just have a look and see what the standard interior includes. Manual seats and steering adjustment. So we kind of expected that. That's something that I disclosed um, in a video that I did about two weeks ago based on some information and insider tips that I got. Cloth seats and a base trim, expected that. Basic audio, yes. Uh, standard maps and navigation still included. A center console with storage and four USB ports. So speaking of which, let's bring up a picture. This is what the new console looks like on the standard interior. So it doesn't look bad, but it definitely jives with what my source told me, that there would no longer be covers or a phone dock in this car. However, right. however, aren't we all glad, aren't we all glad that our hashtag glass for all glass for all baby glass Glass for all baby it's still there so we still yeah let me bring that back up again yes everyone the glass roof is indeed included on all tesla model 3s including the standard car so the rumor that was going around that was possibility of being covered with a headliner is dead it's gone we have definite confirmation now i'm so 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 happy about this Notice in the imaging, though, you don't see the wood grain on the dash. Yes. Well, we kind of expected that, that, that I mean, right. based on the performance Model 3 uh, with the white interior, that they would change the trim appropriately to color color match. I'm still disappointed that they're using the, head, the uh, light-colored headliner, but, hey, it is what it is. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go back to these specs here a little bit. Um, let's go down to the second one here, because if you pick the uh, second model here, they have the standard range plus, which they alluded to, of course, in their um, blog post now. So the base price is $37,000 US. The uh, 
Partial premium interior adds a 12-way uh, power-adjustable heated front seats, premium seat uh, material and trim, an upgraded audio immersive sound, standard maps and navigation, LED fog lamps, center console storage with four USB, uh, USB ports and the docking for the smartphone. So basically, it's still the standard interior we have now. Minus, of course, they don't have the heated rear seats. Um, the premium interior still retains the 12-way power adjustable front and rear seats, uh, rear heated seats, the premium auto 14 speakers, one subwoofer, two amps, immersive sound, satellite view maps with live traffic visualization and navigation. Now, we knew that that was something that was being taken away on the other ones because you had to pay the fee, right. I think, right? So um, Correct. Yeah. So the in-car internet streaming music and media is included. The internet browser is included. Location aware automatic garage door opener is included. We knew that. LED fog lamps. That's one that's not included on the base trim on the standard, but it is on the partial and the premium. And, of course, the center console. All interiors. Here it is in black and white, folks. The tinted glass roof with ultraviolet and infrared production uh, protection is standard. Auto dimming power folding. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Now here's one that interests that that throw, because my source told me that the auto dimming power folding and heated side mirrors uh, would not be on the standard interior car. So either it was a last change or uh, I was fed some bad information. Hey, it happens once in a while, but such is life when you get tips. Anyway, um, music uh, media over Bluetooth, good good to know. Custom driver profiles included. So uh, right. So that's what that's all about. Now if we move on to the second page of the configurator, let's look at the exterior. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's changed. You got your standard colors. Um, glad to see that um, colors haven't changed quite yet. I think it's a little overdue, but again, you know, the price changes haven't uh, haven't um, haven't gone anywhere. So, standard of fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand bucks for white, and the multi coat red is still twenty five. Still have your wheels, eighteen and uh, nineteen inch wheels on the standard car, of course. And when you go to the performance car, so if you go to performance and you go to exterior, you can now pick a few more options, including the performance upgrade. And you get the 20-inch wheels as standard. So let's just go back here to the standard range. Let's build a car here. Let's have some fun. So um, solid black, 18-inch arrow wheels. Of course, here is your interior. Again, on the standard uh, standard interior on the car, there is no option for white. You must pick at least, I think it is the, is it the standard range plus? I forget. Yeah, standard range plus. You can opt for the white interior for 1000 bucks more. That's a pretty good deal. Um, let's go back to standard range. Sorry about all the hopping around. I'm just trying to look at all the variations here. Moving along. Okay, autopilot. Here's the big one. We need to take a couple minutes and talk about autopilot. I'm just going to quickly go down this and we're going to di uh, deep dive into this a little bit. So autopilot's been rejiggered. It is no longer called enhanced autopilot. They have two layers. They have autopilot and full self-driving capability. And this one has been very confusing on the internet today. Uh, over Twitter, everybody's been flipping out about this. So basically autopilot now is a $3,000 option or $4,000 if you add it after delivery. It used to be $5,000. Um, so this basically gives you the traffic aware cruise control and the auto steer. However, navigate on autopilot, the automatic parking and summon have now been pulled out and pushed off into full self-driving. We'll talk about that here in a minute, but that's what's coming. Or that, uh, sorry, that's uh, what full self-driving now gives you. And coming later this year, recognizing and responding to traffic lights and stop signs and automatic driving on city streets. That is $5,000 or a $7,000 premium if you purchase it after delivery. So let's talk about autopilot a little bit because uh, this, is, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, right. So just going back a little bit, just to clarify once more that... 
enhanced autopilot was the basic autopilot that you paid for before, and it was uh, $5,000 US. Mm -hmm. And it included basically everything that we just delineated, except for the stuff coming later this year that's now part of the full self-driving. Um, I always felt that previous to today's announcement that if you looked at enhanced autopilot and you looked at full self-driving, the delineation as to what am I paying this extra for full self-driving uh, when a lot of this stuff just seems to be bundled into enhanced autopilot. And it was just like, I, I don't think Tesla got a lot of uptake on that because there was just no intrinsic value. A, because A, wasn't ready. And B, there's just like, what features am I getting? It can basically drive itself almost. I mean, you know, you got to be yeah. careful about what you say about that. But in the, in the general public's mind, that's what they're thinking. I always thought that they would probably either do one of two things. One, they would just get rid of full self-driving and everything would just be EAP or autopilot in general. Or they would eventually rejigger this a little bit to make it, uh, you know, more separation or, or dumb it down uh, in some way or shape or form. And that's precisely what they've done now. They've actually rejiggered it. I like the pricing that they've done on the basic autopilot function. So you get traffic aware cruise control, you get your auto steer for a reasonable price. Um, however, the f again, it's Tesla trying to push margins again, um, trying to push some of that extra stuff, navigate on autopilot, auto park and summon now onto full self, full self driving. So, other than the end game on full self-driving, you're basically going to be spending 8000 bucks anyways. So what is that? Uh, it's a $3,000 premium over what people were paying mm -hmm. before. All right, guys, it's time to jump in here. What are your thoughts on this? Well, the <laughs> I'm sort of with you on the confusion that came out with the uh, autopilot. Oh, it gets better. It gets what better. It <laughs> Sorry. It does get better. So um, if I'm jumping ahead, I do apologize. Okay. So the I'm going to just stick with what the site says now, and we'll let you sort of take reins on on what uh, how it affects those who are grandfathered in, as we call it. So I think the, the separation and sort of clearing that line a bit further of really enticing people with spending the $5,000 for full self-driving, especially when you want to take advantage of the, some of those benefits, is really advantageous for those who really want to get that. That being said, it does help to delineate what autopilot is. Now, there are still going to be some people out there who go, well, I hear autopilot. Doesn't that mean the car drives itself? I mean, if you have a plane on autopilot, there's nobody sitting in the seat. Why would the car not do the same thing? So it's really just helping to explain to somebody, here's what autopilot really does. And I think their website now makes it very clear what it is. There are some nice benefits for it. It's going to do some great things on the highway. But ideally, it is not a sit behind the wheel, push a button, and then just kind of take a nap in your car. It's not, it's not level five autonomy. Um, it also now encourages people to look at the list and go, you know what? I do want my car to be able to park itself. I live in an area where it snows a lot. I live in a place where it's very, you know, uh, wet, like here in South Florida. It rains all the time. How great would it be on a, you walk into a mall and it's a nice day and you walk outside going, oh my gosh, it's pouring rain. I don't have an umbrella. Well, now the car can come get me. So there's there's some cool stuff coming and I know they're going to, and really the big thing for me, the thing I'm looking forward to seeing in, in the real world experience is how it recognizes traffic lights and stop signs. Like that's a huge thing yeah. that's coming out this year like it's we've talked in the past about when we think full self-driving will be available for people to use it because it's got to go through regulatory approval and all that sort of stuff but no we're going to see real world vehicles driving on the streets to now 
uh, in the coming months that can stop the traffic light, which is just incredible. Um, so I'll, I'll sort of pass the baton to Ian to see what his thoughts are. But I mean, that's that's sort of what I think is the the, the great takeaway from this before we get into those who are grandfathered. Yeah, well, I mean, my, my first takeaway on it is it's nice to see the basic autopilot price come down because there were a lot of us who were sort of on the fence whether to buy autopilot at all or not. I was one of those people because I'm a very hands-on driver and as, as incredible as the technology is, I'm thinking, well, you know, am I going to get that much use out of it day to day? The thing I really wanted, like like so many people out there, is traffic-aware cruise. I think that's uh, a great feature and the only way to get it up until now has been with EAP. But now mm-hmm. that they've repositioned the pricing on it, I think it makes total and complete sense. So that, I think, you know, as, as Trevor and you have both said, I think, you know, the, the low price point for getting um, basic autopilot, as we're going to call it, is perfect. And uh, now it's a bigger step up to, uh, to full self-driving. But as we know, I mean, there's very tangible benefits attached to it now, and that's only going to get better. Where I'm very curious is what happens to us in the middle with, you know, what was EAP as, or, or more full-featured autopilot, for, for lack of a better term, and some of the stuff it does. Like, it sounds like we're going to be able to keep navigate on autopilot, which is cool. Uh, and I'm very, very most curious to know what happens with Summon, because are we going to get the fancy park-it-yourself full-jam Summon, or are we going to just get the it-drives-forward-it-drives-backward Summon? I mean, how is mm-hmm. that that's that's my biggest question mark at this point. Uh, as someone who paid the big ticket price for for EAP, I would really <laughs> like to have at least the park it itself. I'd be thrilled if we got that. I don't expect anything else. If that's the end of development for us, uh, I'd be super thrilled. Um, but I'd be a little bummed if we didn't get mm-hmm. it. I gotta be honest. Which brings me to the talk about whether some of us are grandfathered or not. And someone on Twitter specifically asked that question to Elon on Twitter. And I'll bring up the screen here so mm-hmm. you can see what we're talking about. Uh, someone named Nathan said, I have the same question. There'd be no way they'd take away my Navigate on autopilot. Maybe future EAP cars will not have it, but ours is grant." but ours is grandfathered in. Who knows? Elon responded, everyone who bought enhanced autopilot will get navigate on autopilot on highways, advanced uh-huh. summon, and auto park. So there's your answer. Woo! We are grandfathered. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, exactly. I am very, very, very happy. Yes. So we are grandfathered. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. We spent the money. Speaking of which, um, I while Eric was talking, I just logged into my Tesla account, just on the off chance. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see um, so here's my Model X. I scroll down to the bottom. I can still purchase full self-driving for the low, low price of $6,600 Canadian plus tax. So it ain't cheap, but I don't have to pay the um, exorbitant after-purchase price. Well, that is the uh, exorbitant after-purchase price anyways, <laughs> right. but they didn't rejigger it on my account. Um, of course, just so you know, the price of full self-driving capability um, Oh, my camera just blew up. Sorry about that. Were you going to say that it includes the cost of the hardware that's necessary for full self-driving? Yes, sir. That's what exactly what I was saying. He's Look sorry. at that. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I'm sorry about that. I'm just going to bring this back here. My camera just died on me. And then, uh, so now we're back in business. Sorry about that. I always have backups, right? Okay. So, yes. Um, yeah, so whether you need the hardware upgrade or not, it is included in the price. So you're, they're kind of covering themselves. Now, as we spoke about on the podcast last week, uh, we know roughly that less than about 5% of people actually purchased full self-driving. 
uh, you know, Tesla being Tesla, they uh, want to push margins and they want to push more people into full self-driving so that the time comes, um, they're ready to go. Now, having said that, because of the price that they're advertising now, plus the stuff that they're putting into, hence autopilot, or sorry, I got to stop saying that, full self-driving now, leads me to believe, leads me to believe that uh, cars going into production now, and that includes S's and X's, um, already include this hardware. I think it includes a hardware. If not, it'll be a retrofit after the fact anyway. So I'm hoping for the former, expecting the latter. So, uh, yeah, we still got to talk about this autopilot thing because there's still some confusion. Now, I had somebody, and I don't know whether I should repeat this or not, but um, someone did uh, reach out to me, and I have not been able to verify. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, you know, I told you before I would, the show. I would say if we can't, if we can't verify it, let's let's not put it out. There. Okay, let's not put it out there. Okay, so we'll yeah. wait for confirmation. No I was news. given a bit of information. It looks, um, it looks encouraging, but until I verify it or otherwise, yeah, mm -hmm. Eric's right. I shouldn't say anything. So we'll just leave that. And I, and I think I think we've also encountered like with Elon's Twitter feed this afternoon. There's only four replies he's given since this announcement was made. And I'm surprised today. by that. Yeah. So I mean, we we already showed one of them. Uh, there were a couple questions about the upcoming release uh, that's forthcoming uh, as it relates to the additional mileage, which we alluded to at the start of the show, among some other things. Um, but part of it is also there's going to be a power increase by about 5%. Yeah. We're going to see some improvements in the vehicles and stuff like that. So he answered two questions regarding that as far as the date of that. So right now the tentative date for that uh, wide release is March 15th. So we're looking a little over two weeks from today, almost two and a half That's weeks. True. Yeah. Uh, then there was a question that was asked in terms of how do we handle those who um, did the post-purchase upgrade for full self-driving Yes. For five thousand dollars, with uh, those of hardware uh, AP version two or two point five, so he said we'll do something. We'll get basically we'll talk to our team and we'll get a, we'll get back to those who did it. So there's still a lot of questions unanswered, and and I think it's good that he, he's taking this reception from today's news and trying to ideally, if, on a customer service perspective, figure out what's the course of action that's going to really apply some remedies that apply to most people who are grandfathered in. We'll use that term again or have some unique circumstances for recent orders because they feel like, hey, I just got this order in two weeks ago or I'm, you know, it took my car delivery a month ago or whatever it is, you know, how can you do right by us? Mm -hmm. I don't think they're gonna obviously do something that's globally gonna fix every problem that people are gonna complain about, but it does beg the question, what sort of things are still forthcoming? So that the point of all of that is the news that you've been given wind of late this evening it could be something that materializes. There could be things that still change until all is said and done. We've seen Tesla make an announcement and then in short order add to it, change something, do something else. It's par for the course with Tesla, but I would say uh, once we have secondary confirmation, yeah. and if it's something that we can share with you guys on Twitter or through some other medium, we'll be happy to pass it along. Yeah. Um, just to bring up the tweet again that you were alluding to here. So um, yeah. uh, Joe Sunday was asking on Twitter, what about honoring the post-purchase price of FSD for $5,000 uh, $5, on AP2 two-and-a-half cars? Uh, referring to the hardware, of course, Elon responded. I think we should do something here. I'll talk to the team and send out a note in the next few days. So Tesla does have a history of uh, goodwill on things like price changes, um, you know, honoring prices and stuff like that. So we'll have to wait and see uh, what kind of sunset clause they give on that when the time comes. But it's encouraging and it could tie in with what I was being told. So like I said, we'll have mm -hmm. to wait and see on what, what's happening on that. So 
Yeah, it's looking encouraging as far as the autopilot thing is concerned. Um, Ian, I'm guessing, you know, after your trip from Florida and stuff, you certainly um, en enjoyed it and got to use it quite a bit. So <laughs> uh, I'm sure you're happy to be grandfathered in, as I am, of course, and Eric, of course. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, very much so. Especially, you know, with with when you talk about the nav on uh, on autopilot, that's that's a terrific feature in mm -hmm. and yeah, itself. Yeah. And I mean, once I mean, you know, any any time now, I imagine in the next few weeks we're going to see the uh, the confirmation required for lane change disappear, where it's going to do it all itself, and then it's going to feel. Yeah. I mean, pretty close to FSD. You're still going to have to keep your eye on the ball, of course, but mm -hmm. you know. So we're, Elon we're did, up. yeah. So Elon did allude um, in a tweet here, and I have. Oh, here I might as well just bring it up so you guys can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> keep jumping back and forth, but here it is, anyways. Uh, someone named Anner on uh, Twitter said, uh, "When is the no confirmation uh, navigate on autopilot coming out?" Elon said, "It's scheduled for March 15th release, along with many other improvements." Let's just see if there's any more replies under here. He's been pretty quiet, all things considered, today, considering the news. Yeah, so I think he's been pretty busy today. Oh yes, I would imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. So there's quite a bit of stuff coming. Um, uh, later on, I did see that the uncorking, as they will, uh, as they've talked about it, is supposed to be rolled in with that update as well. So this range increase on the long range Model Three and the um, increase on the top speed of the performance Model Three, as well as the five percent peak improvement uh -huh. on all the cars, is going to be part of this roll up. So uh, basically, oh, yeah. another couple of weeks away. And uh, Jay Pace, if you're listening, you can stop tweeting Elon about uncorking your car. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jay's not going to be happy because we don't have an actual button that says Uncourt. ridiculous. Ridiculous mode, yes. That's yeah, what exactly. Jay will not rest until it says ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm with him on that. We, you know, the I'm just guys, we have to, have to get an extra button. 2% of battery on my car. <laughs> Your, your car is going to have range, like, you're going to go weeks without charging the bloody thing now. I mean, the LR range is going to be out of sight. And, and actually, I'm, let me take this moment to, to point something out. Sure. When I first saw that, I thought all they were doing was in order to sort of justify the higher price of the LR and, and kind of give a little extra added value, was now publicize what the EPA claimed the car was capable of all along. Mm -hmm. um, the, the more astute or, or deep dive re readers, listeners out there, watchers, would know that when the EPA tested the the three long range rear wheel drive, the actual rating was 328 uh, miles as the combined rating, and Tesla said, "No, we want you to put it out at 310." And then, of course, the reason they wanted that is they wanted uniformity. So any version long range, whether it was a dual um, motor, a performance, or just a, a rear wheel drive, they all had 310 rated range. But we know from real world testing, and I mean just our run up to the Space Center when we were all down in Florida, I can tell you there's a huge difference in consumption between the dual motor car and, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and the rear wheel drive. So there's, you know, on paper, on the EPA tests, it goes 8% farther if it's just a rear wheel drive. So now with the unlock... They're claiming 325. I think in reality, it's more like 343. And as we mm -hmm. were saying before we started recording the show, one of the theories that Eric and I kicked around is, well, are they really sandbagging the numbers still in order not to dethrone the range king, which is the, the Model S 100D? Mm -hmm. um, but I'll tell you, if you were to put them to the test and drive them down the highway... It's going to be the uncorked um, 3LR. This this thing is going to do 340 something miles if driven like to the to the wire. Mm -hmm. Give me that car! Come on, <laughs> you're gonna get it. I know. I did. Oh, by the way, uh, while we're taping the show, Elon just tweeted. Oh, uh, nothing say. fancy, nothing special, nothing really great. Just uh, noting that exact Tesla Model 3 in my profile pic costs thirty-five thousand dollars before incentives and takes one minute to buy online yes, at Tesla.com. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's funny because now, I, I, I do. I, I was going to say the one thing I would say that some people are going to be not too happy about, and I'm saying this in some of the comments to his tweets, is some people are saying my car now costs A, but I paid B yes. for the car. And the one thing I want to tell people, keep in mind, people are not getting $7,500 in federal tax incentives right now. If you took advantage of that in 2018, you're actually offsetting that price difference. In some cases, you're still banking more money than if you were to buy the car today. So I'm among those. Believe me, I am with you, audience. I understand that this is sort of kind of a a thing that's annoying. But we've seen price. I mean, Trevor said a thousand times, both in his own YouTube videos and then also in our show, if you see something and you like it, get it, because tomorrow it can change. And on that, he's not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Right, yes. He's been, he's been right about that all along. Exactly. But, but there are so many people who, I mean, we have uh, Kim and our friend Bonnie and so many other fans of the show that are, are ardent supporters of Tesla all say the same thing. Like, this stuff happens all the time. It's not to make a big fuss about. It'd be one thing if the car went from... Forty-five thousand dollars to of a sudden twenty-eight thousand dollars. Like yes, you you have a well, reason for complaints. The S and the X's. But, I, mean, I mean, that happened to those cars. They got rid of the yeah. seventy-five kilowatt-hour battery. No, and you know, honestly, let's not forget that they play this time game all the time within the ICE industry. I mean, how often does a new model come out and within year two, year three, they're discounting the crap out of them? There's volume incentives, there's volume oh, rebates, yeah. end of year specials. I mean, the cars drop like crazy. I've seen some major pickup trucks drop ten, fifteen thousand bucks off MSRP when they're mm-hmm. trying to unload them. So let's not pretend that this doesn't happen elsewhere. Well, not only that. You might see like an advertisement for a car for like $32,000. You go to the lot, well, that's not the car they have at that location. Maybe the one they advertised was the only one they had, yeah. but you're the finding one leader. that's got, you're, you have one now that has decals on it, and it's got all kinds of new carpets, and that car has got a $2,200 convenience package, and so now that car is $41,000, and you're like, well, wait a minute. Don't forget that's the window the etching for the security. and the, Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm like, look, look at this amazing color hunter green we have. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Maybe in 1992. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I saw somebody, uh, I think, who was it? I think somebody had a Model S that they did a Hunter Green wrap on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no thanks. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Maybe Brown. Brown's coming back. Brown is, uh, Tesla discontinued Brown maybe a little too soon because I'm seeing it on a lot of high-end premium cars and various. Anyways, but this is not a discussion about colors today. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so I, much I, we're, we're missing the boat on possibly the biggest story tonight. There's so much news. Let's take a moment <laughs> yes. to celebrate the fact that our brethren, who have all been waiting for getting Absolutely. on three years for the $35,000 car, are about to get it. I am so excited Yay! for all of you who have been waiting so patiently. Yes. Uh, a special shout out to, to Matt Obadia, who, who just messaged me. He'd ordered his car tonight. He went for the... All right. The, oh, the congratulations, Matt. The, yeah, the next one up. Yeah, he's, he, yeah Congrats, I mean, you know, And there's there's thousands and thousands and thousands of you that I imagine are pressing the config button as we speak. It's like, <laughs> must be so, so stoked. Speaking of which... Oh, the site was so slow today, I thought I was oh, using a dial-up I almost felt like telling people, like, get off of Twitter, get off the website so I can go look at something. <laughs> I have to prep for a podcast. Anyways, uh, yes, speaking of uh, pressing the order button, um, I had to break the news to my wife tonight that the $35,000 car was available. And and she just kind of went, hmm. She didn't say anything. 
So <laughs> no news. Is, oh, no news. No it. news yet. Uh, well, I have to sit down with her and see what she wants to do. But now I that it's available. And knock some sense into some people. Yeah, we need an intervention. I'm, I'm coming up there right now. <laughs> Give me about right. six hours. Uh, she's a penny pincher like you've never seen. So you will have to wait and see. So, uh, no, I did. I definitely broke the news to her today and let her know. So uh, the ball's in her court. Like I said, uh, you know, as we've been saying for a long, long time, the Model X is mine. The Model 3 standard range car uh, is something for my wife. I cannot afford a second car. Although I was looking at the price today, I went like, mm, man, that looks pretty good. But what the hell am I going to do with a second car? Anyways, that's just me. Moving along, moving along. Oh, you mean a roadster? <laughs> well, well, that's a different. I was going to say third or fourth <laughs> car, technically. <laughs> well, that's a different matter altogether. I'll believe it when I see it. Fine Lab has aligned protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. Fine Lab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at finelab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area. Fine Lab and Tesla, we were meant for each other. Speaking of okay. which, um, well, not the Roadster in, 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 in general here, but uh, of course the speculation's been rampant um, over the last... Uh, 24 plus hours on what Tesla was going to announce today and of course it ran the whole gamut from oh the Model Y announcement right because we're literally two weeks away from the supposed March 15th date which I don't believe is actually going to happen at this point they may push it to the end of the month um, in March but I figured if they were actually going to follow through on the Mar March 15th they would have sent out invites and we would know about it but um, and everybody on the internet, of course, was speculating, oh, they're, they're going to announce the Model Y on their website. And he said, if you actually read the thing, it says, you know, uh, what was it? Um, the thing you were waiting for for the longest time is coming. What have we been waiting for? The $35,000 car. So, um, yeah, so it definitely was not Model Y. Um, the other one, of course, was Autopilot 3 hardware. Of course, it made a brief appearance on, Tefs on Teslify which is the website that tracks uh, firmware updates and, uh, you know, basically a fleet of cars and stuff that people sign into because it's a paid service. Um, that kind of came and went. Um, so, again, we don't have confirmation whether these new cars that are coming out actually have the Autopilot 3, but it's definitely coming. So it could still be in the testing stages. What was the other thing that people were talking about? Gosh, I saw everything. I saw all kinds of stuff, to, you know, floating around. It was, it was just, oh, it was just, stuff today. it was just completely ridiculous. And it's like, okay, well, temper your expectations. Um, I kind of expected the $35,000 car. It just, it just seemed like the wording and the timing and what they've been talking about was just about right. Um, based on how they kind of worded it, um, just just generally how Tesla operates. I mean, I, I said, look, it's, it's not going to be a Model Y. That's not how they do announcements. They never do a reveal of a car. It, it's always a big dog and pony show. So, it, you know, it's definitely not Model Y. So I'm glad to see. Uh, Bonnie was one of the first to actually confirm it. And after, she, well, not confirm it in the sense that she said, I'm calling it, I think it's standard range model three. Right. And then shortly after that, I got an internal email from someone at Tesla basically confirming that that's what was going to happen. Of course, electric had it too. So basically that's essentially what happened. Um, let's see here. What else? Oh, God, there's just so much to go over. It's just like, where do we begin? I'm just curious to see if anything else has changed on the Model S, and I well, let me let me ask let me do. ask this question. Let's actually pivot the show this way. Yeah. What do you think is the most game-changing announcement from today? 
Oh yes, we definitely have to talk about this. Um, are are you? Oh wait, <laughs> maybe I'm not on the same page. Are you talking about the shift to online sales? We want to get back into. Well, that? no, I mean that right. I'm, I'm just saying in terms of your own, like for for both of you gentlemen, like I mean, I, I sort of alluded in the beginning what I my thought was the 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 pros and cons of today's announcement overall. But I'm just curious, like in terms of this. I mean, this changes so many things for Tesla and for the EV market as a whole. And one of the questions that was asked on Twitter, uh, and this is asked of all of us, but I know uh, Ian was sort of targeted at this, was how do we see this changing EVs down the line, not just for Tesla? And my, my overall thought is this is great for the EV market as a whole. Because for one, it tells it tells all the naysayers who thought Tesla could never do it, uh, but yes. we finally did it. Yes. And not only that, look, I mean, look, it took longer than expected. I will grant people that, but it certainly was announced in 2019 sooner than most people expected it to be announced this year. Uh, many of us thought that we'd see the standard range vehicle come to market in the summer, not even now before the spring equinox. The second thing is in terms of having the viability, the more cars we get in the road, the more people are buying the EV market, and we're seeing more announcements from manufacturers like Audi, uh, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and others. I mean, we, we're going to talk tonight about the Polestar 2. Yeah, let's talk we'll about that We'll have to table that for another day. <laughs> but the whole idea is that even if it is, and I use this term very respectfully, if it is an inferior product of the Model 3, it still gives people another option for looking for electric cars. And when you have auto manufacturers acknowledging because this also is news this week where Volvo acknowledges like the EV market, if we were to start producing EV cars, we're trying to be judicious in how we do it because we know it's going to affect our ICE car sales. Mm -hmm. So all of this is really great for the market as a whole. So that to me, the biggest thing today is how this, this car is now going to revolutionize the way we think about the auto manufacturing industry, especially when it comes to electric cars on the road. That's my impact from today's news. But I'm curious what you two think overall about how eventful this is and what one thing is your takeaway from the big day. How unfortunate for Volvo to have been usurped by this news today after <laughs> releasing the Polestar. The first thing that went through my mind when I saw this is like, oh, the poor Volvo the people. Poor Volvo they had, people. They had such a nice launch event yesterday and like, <laughs> whoop, easy come, easy, easy go. go. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead, Ian. Yeah, well, no, I mean, uh, and we'll we'll talk about the Volvo another day, I guess, because this is you know just too much to talk about. Yeah, there is, but that to me, they're all encouraging signs. I was very excited to see the launch of the Polestar two. Um, like I've said many times publicly on Twitter, um, <laughs> I'm not down with anybody who's trashing other brands of EVs, you know, yeah. to try and put Tesla on a pedestal. Not my game, you know. Like unfollow me if 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 it's yours, because I don't want to know from you. To me, it's too critical. We need every single manufacturer on board like yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to promote anybody's EV. If it's worth 10 cents, I will stock, at least find something decent to say about it. I think there's a lot we, good we can say about Polestar. But coming yeah. back to our, our, our fave brand, of course, um, this is huge news. The fact that you know the, the promised car is here. Um, I think there's no question this is like the biggest move yet into the acceleration of sustainable transport. Uh, this car is going to have legs. It's going to sell for years and years and years. As many of them as they can mint out, they will sell of this car. Uh, and Model Y is just going to take it to a whole new level. So we're, we're on the road. There's no turning back now. 
Um, I'm in just so positive and optimistic. I don't even want to make one bad reference to the shorts tonight. <laughs> That's so okay. want to. That's okay. I'll do Boom. it for you. Look. Okay. You go go for it. Drew. Boom. <laughs> there you go. Mike. <laughs> Your short shorts. Yeah. Uh, no, yes. Here, baby. yes. If it's any consolation, I'm in Florida. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> That's no consolation at all, okay? It's still like minus right. a million. You know, it's, it's hard for me to follow on what's going on with the shorts and stuff because I have them all blocked. I just want them in their own little echo chamber and stuff. But I can just imagine what's going through their minds like, okay, well... Yeah, all right. They finally did this thing. Like, what, what can we diss this time? Like, what, what can we go find, you know, to keep, to, to keep dissing on this whole thing? Oh, so. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it's going to be. It's like, oh, look, they had to close down all of their stores. This is clear sign. Oh, going yes, of course. They can't afford the stores yeah, anymore. Yes. And I, there's that's no, how and there's no demand for the high-end car, so now they have to sell the low-end car. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't worry. Don't, know, anybody, don't. Yeah, don't listen to those guys. They're they're just they're they're out to lunch. That's for darn sure. But I've yes, absolutely. Are. I'm 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 very glad that the finally Tesla. I mean, it's obvious that they've been working very hard to get to this point, um, and they wanted to get to this point, but they just couldn't because of externalities beyond their control. I think in this case. And we'll have to talk about it maybe a little bit more here about the fact that they're closing the stores, um, tightening their belts even more to try and do this as much as possible. And this is part of the bittersweet thing after this whole announcement, because obviously with the advent of the, the standard range Model 3, I was all over it. And then I went to read the blog post and I went, oh, no, what's going to happen to all these employees? So that that was the down part for me. And. Let's face it, you know, I'm with you, Eric. I mean, I have a lot of friends, of course, that work at Tesla, even here in, you know, in in, Mont in, in Toronto, and I, and I know them, and they've been all very excellent people. But yeah, I fear for what's going to happen with them. Now, I understand Tesla's modus on this because um, people are expensive. It is what it is. Um, I understand at the very beginning, when George Blankenship, now for those of you who might be joining in who don't know, don't have a lot of history with Tesla, um, Elon had hired someone from Apple. His name is George Blankenship. He was responsible, along with Steve Jobs, for creating all of the Apple stores. When he joined Tesla, he brought all that experience with him, and they created mm -hmm. all the galleries, and that's what you see today. That, that whole idea is still pervasive today. He was largely responsible for that. He was a very, very energetic, very charismatic person. I miss him dearly. He was such a great guy. I highly encourage you, if you have a chance, just go on YouTube and search for old Tesla videos. You'll see him. He's a great guy. Oh, specifically, I think um, if you watch the first Model 3 or Model S deliveries in uh, 2012, um, they did a little dog and pony show at the factory and stuff. You'll see George. He's the guy uh, with the glasses talking and stuff. So anyways, enough about that. But the bottom line here is when Tesla first started, they needed to do the gallery thing because obviously without franchise dealers and stuff taking that baton, they had to create the whole experience themselves. And that served them exceptionally well up until now to get the, the, the word out. But now, I mean, you've got, what, half a million cars or more on the road now. We've got rolling billboards. Uh, you know, we had the referral program that was doing wonders for it. Now we don't need mm -hmm. it anymore, you know, because you've got so many people driving the cars. And I just had a conversation with a friend of mine today who, when he called, he says, what, what's, you know, with the stores closing? And I said, well, you're giving people and friends rides, aren't you? And he says, yeah. I said, well, we're the salespeople. So in some ways, it's like, okay, maybe they don't need the showrooms quite as much. Now, as part of their incentive, if you will, for the people that can't do a test drive, because obviously when they close some of these stores, you won't be able to do a test drive. Now they have the guarantee of seven, you know, seven days and, and a thousand miles. No questions asked, return it. So I think there's a vote of confidence there. I don't think anybody in their right mind would want to return one of these cars after driving it. But I can see them, you know, making this hard decision. It's like, well, do we really need this when we don't have a demand problem? 
we have a production problem. And we're largely sorting that out. And now that they have a product mix that are going to be fleshed out, the Model Y, the semi-truck, the Roadster, the, the Tesla Semi, and who knows what else they got up their sleeve, maybe the stores, they don't need as many stores. Uh, now, they said that they're not closing all of them. They just said most of them, the high traffic areas. I would expect probably the higher-end malls, probably the best place to keep them. Um, shut down maybe some of the showrooms and the service centers. I don't know what their plans are, but... Yeah. Uh, that was the down part for me. I, I really feel bad for this. And I was hoping, you know, we get so used to something. And then when they go change something, uh, especially this big, it's like, oh, and this is going to be talked about for weeks on end, I think. Um, you know, Well, I was, we were look, talking before the show and I took a look. And if, if, uh, if those of you guys who tend to look for Tesla jobs on their careers page, yeah. uh, you cannot find a retail showroom job mm. in all of North America yeah. on their site. The only the only positions I could find were somewhere in the I think South America, but they were somewhere like outside of the U.S. But but yeah. um, you know it is it is something that not it's not to be taken lightly. And you know uh, again, my hope is that these folks can find uh, a new role within Tesla. I mean, Tesla could very well even create certain positions that don't exist yet as part of this transition period. Um, and look, I, you know, I, I don't I don't want it to be fodder for those who think that oh, this is trouble for Tesla's future. You cannot have the announcement that there was made today that's going to essentially open the floodgates for production. I mean, I can't. I would love to know in the next 24 hours how many orders Tesla received. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I, you know I what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. there, it could be those who had the reservations and those who just were waiting for the car like this to go, oh my God, I got to get it now. And we might start seeing like by tomorrow night this time, the delivery period might go from two to four weeks to three to six. I mean, or four to eight. I mean, oh, we yeah. don't know. Um, well, let's put it this way. You know, they, they've registered. Yeah, well, let's put it this way. They have registered 300,000-ish VINs. Now, not all the cars have been produced, but they're pretty close. Um, they've started deliveries in China, of course, and Europe. We know that three years ago, two and a half, three years ago, they had 450,000 of these that uh, reserved. Now, Tesla has since said that most of the cars that they're selling now are not people who have reservations. These are just walk-ins. Right. So, obviously, they still have a backlog of cars. Uh, real quick, some breaking news here. Uh, somebody had asked Elon, how long is this Model 3 price lasting for? Elon's response to this user, whose name is Dignity, take it for what you will, uh, was no reductions from here. So okay. this is these prices are the lowest prices we're going to see uh, for the vehicle. Yeah, well, they can't. The margins are not going to allow them. Now, it's not predicated oh, on the right. fact that they couldn't design a car in the future to lower costs even further. It's just right now right. they don't they don't have any public this car. Yeah, this car, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't have any public this plans car. that we know of yeah. um, at this point. Now, I don't think Tesla has been uh, you know has has been wanted to get into the market at the low end. Tesla is perfectly happy, it seems, to cede the low end market to other manufacturers. Again, it's, they're very much like Apple. They're not interested in the low-end market. They're after margins, and they understand that you have to go on the high end to get that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for a cheaper EV, a Tesla is certainly not it. There's lots of great alternatives out there, the Kia Nero and uh, the Kona. And, I mean, you can, get, you can get a Model 3 diecast for under $300. $250. Speaking of which, yes, we should mention that. Maybe I can pull it up here for people <laughs> to see this thing. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, and we've – talked about it maybe briefly i'm just going to bring up on the tesla website here sorry sorry about that i i apologize for the uh um 
for this for the segue here. I'm just this really to... is an impromptu show. We're yeah, not this working is, on any yes. kind of script like no. we normally do. Okay, so I know there's been some confusion and stuff because I did tweet this out today that Tesla has released Model 3 die-cast models. Now, some people on the internet were saying, wait a second, isn't that the die-cast model I was supposed to get when I got my Model 3 when I stand in line? I said, no, nope. that's the little, little guy. These ones are... Uh, are big. These are high quality ones. I've seen the one personally, the Model X one is fantabulous. So, and this thing is, um, oh, it's, I won't say 12 inches. It's about 10 inches long, something like that. So these are good size. They're available on the Tesla website. Just go to shop.tesla.com. They're $250 US. They're available in most of the colors. Uh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, all the colors of the Model 3. Highly detailed. Uh, except for one. Uh, There's no silver. Black? No, there's there's black, blue. They're they're available in the current, current colors. Yes, yes, color yes. For a Model Three. Yes. Let's say, yeah. People were like, "Wait, where's the metallic silver?" Yes, like yeah. I know. And we're someone sorry. and someone yeah. was asking. Oh, I think Jay was asking. You know, uh, I want to get one of the red ones, but it doesn't have a white interior. I said, Just "Take it apart, and paint it." Not the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, and 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 they even have these are actually. I will say they say, "Oh, it has the twenty inch, you know, the sport wheels." No, no, these are full performance cars. I saw the pedals. <laughs> I tweeted that out today. They actually have the the famous. Um, uh, let's scroll down. Oh uh, yes, yes, that yes. was that You're was absolutely until right. Until about four, until about four hours ago, that was the news of the week. There you go. Yes, it was. See? There you go. Yeah, you, you can, can see, see little pedals down in there. No, yeah. highly, highly detailed. Yeah. Great detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very thank, nice. Thank you, Ryan McCaffrey, once again for yes. those wonderful pedals. Yes. <laughs> and the red brake calipers. Hold on though. Yeah. I do wonder, is is the interior Alcantara on the headliner? <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> it is a light colored hell. <laughs> I want to know if it's got premium sound. Uh, I mean, no, I listen, I, I listen, I, I I'm one of those that I'm happy. Even the with windows my car. are frameless. I don't mind it. It's fine. Wait, even look at look. Even the windows are frameless on this thing. Are look they? This. I didn't notice. Yeah, look at yeah, this. You're right. Yeah. Look at that. They don't go down, but they're frameless. They even got the little struts here on the uh, on the lift gate in the back and everything, even on the front. Now, you know there's there's one of us geeks out there that it's going to power this thing and, like, enable summon. <laughs> you just know that's going to happen, right? <laughs> hey, I highly encourage everybody to do, uh, take a look at these. Yeah. I, I, I Actually, I'm kind of teetering whether I should buy the one for the Model X because it's super detailed. Like, I actually held it in my hands at the uh, uh, Tesla barbecue last year. It was beautiful, mm. beautiful. I'm astonished you don't have it. Well, uh, the, it wasn't on the website for like the longest time. It's not a Lego. Uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't on the website for the longest time. And when I saw it in person last year, I was like, "Ooh, that's nice." But they only had the one I saw was the midnight silver one. Even it was nice. They have a white one now too, uh, but it has the white interior. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know, how far away is how far away is my birthday next month? Legos. How's your uh, Bugatti coming along? Uh, my Bugatti is working along. I mean, I could do a whole show just on the Bugatti. Uh, it's a beautiful piece of equipment. I'm still working on it. I'm taking my time. It's got 3,600 pieces in it. So, uh, but uh, beautiful piece of engineering. If you ever get a chance, uh, check it out. It's beautiful. I actually got to see the full size Lego Bugatti that they had at the uh, auto show. The one and only that they built. So, if you if you Google um, on YouTube, just go to YouTube and type in Lego Bugatti. If you see the full size one, that's the one I got to see in person. Very very impressive. Nice. Okay. Anyways. Let's get back. Um, any closing thoughts? Uh, maybe we should take some uh, viewer questions, of course. A lot of this stuff is probably going to be clarifications on what kind of crap went down today. So, <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's hit the question. Next. Okay, all right. Uh, I was just trying to find a couple things here. Obviously, some of the questions, again, are, are just clarifications. So um, <laughs> let's see here. 
Jitesh says, where, uh, when and where can I listen to the podcast? Well, you're listening to it right now, obviously, because by the time we post this, there's your answer. But I highly encourage you to visit uh, the, uh, our YouTube channel, or you can uh, subscribe to it to any one of your podcast players of choice, whatever device you have. All right. Let's see here. Andy Beck says, I know Elon knows the concerns from people who paid $5,000 for EAP but want FSD. I'm just curious as to what they're going to do to make this right. When I bought mine last year, there wasn't even an option for FSD. I'm kind of feeling like 5K EAP people are getting a raw deal. Well, again, someone had asked that. We kind of... um, alluded to it uh, sooner. So we're kind of waiting for full disclosure on that, what Tesla's going to do. But uh, um, as we mentioned before, t- they typically tend to do the right thing for people within a short period of, of time to make it right. Um, let's see here. Cap asks, is the standard battery going to have all-wheel drive capabilities in the future? I only need the standard battery, but I also need the all-wheel drive for winters. I'd like to, per- uh, I'd, I'd also prefer the premium interior. I wonder how freely Tesla is going to let customize uh, personal, uh, people customize, personalize the Model 3. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm tug-tied on that one. Um, well, as we know right now, what Tesla's put into the configurator is, um, is what's available. I have to say, I'm actually rather surprised at the number of variations they have on the drive and the battery sizes as it is right now. I never expected to see this many choices. Um, The days of a la carte are kind of gone on some of the other things. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do all-wheel drive with the standard, but anything is possible in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe when... I don't know, maybe next year. The, the thing with Tesla, you have to remember, is that, and, and we've talked about this before on the show. Air suspension. The air suspension, but other people have said, well, how come I can buy this car and it has this, 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 and this, but the Tesla Model 3 doesn't? Well, they have to add these features as they go. There's some planned obsolescence of sorts. Just a reminder, when the Model S first came out, it didn't have auto-folding emitters. It didn't have parking sensors. These things were added. It didn't have a center console. Exactly. It didn't have all-wheel drive, True. no autopilot. These are things that were added later on. So you have to be patient. If there's something that you're waiting for, maybe you can wait. But if there's something you see, and we've said it before, buy it now. Because what Tesla giveth, Tesla can taketh. So I'm hopeful that they will do something like that. <clears> metallic but, silver. Yeah, well, uh-huh. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for something like that, just uh, just pay attention. Uh, uh, but right now, it is, you know, w- those are your choices. Uh, let me see here. Would a standard, okay, uh, Jitesh, again, answer, answer, um, asks, uh, would a standard range with cloth inter- interior be lighter and thus faster or have better mileage? <laughs> um, you know what? That's an interesting question because based on the Polestar, introduction yesterday if you happen to read it they did make mention of their interiors being lighter uh by going to a vegan interior and some you know they have some cloths and some different variances so yes there are weights attributed to the interior finishes how much we don't know because tesla doesn't disclose that information so there's no way it would be significant enough to affect the performance right Uh, and not only that it's gonna i mean you could also counter that weight you're losing on the lighter car by having a heavier driver like i don't it's 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 sort of (laughs) well we're assuming the drivers are constant but i mean yeah um real leather opposed to the vegan leather that's substantial i mean leather is heavy yeah i mean you know pick up pick up your windbreaker and compare it to your leather jacket there's substantial multiply that by this you know the seating area of the car it's still, you know, we're talking dozens of pounds perhaps, but it might be measurable. But there's no way the vegan stuff is so light right. compared to uh, a fabric. I don't think that would be enough to affect the performance numbers. Yeah. 
Um, not too many questions, and most of it's just kind of repetition of what we've already covered here. There's one here uh, by Tom Pattison. He says, Trev, standard, standard plus, and medium range are all the same weight on the website. Does that mean anything? That's a really good question. Typically with Tesla, when they change this, um, the battery sizes, um, they remove cells. So if you have a full battery pack and they want to get the size down, they typically remove cells. Um, how much of a weight difference is depends on how many cells they actually pull out. In the case of, say, a higher-end car, um, you know, if they were going to do a software limit, and say, on a 100-kilowatt-hour battery pack, well, that's a software limit. There's, I mean, the cells are still present, so the weights would largely be the same. And that's a very good question. I don't know what the answer is to this at this point. Um, I would suspect um, at this point that there are some cells that are coming out, but because of some other changes, you know, with the changes of the console maybe some of the materials and stuff it kind of offsets so i don't know exactly what's going on but it is a very good question and um but at the end of the day i don't think it really matters all that much at the uh, i i'm going to posit that that's a typo because the difference between the battery pack for the standard and the mid-range is enough that it would be what a hundred pounds at least 200 something measurable mm -hmm. i don't think the differences in the interior <laughs> account for it i got to think that maybe they just they haven't updated the data on the standard as far as that goes. Could be. The one thing it's I will tell forth. you, that, yeah, but one thing that, that struck me right away when I saw this new stuff is when you go to the, I'm sorry, I can't, what's the the semi-premium interior? The half, what are they calling that slight upgrade? Premium plus. Premium. Thank you. The premium plus interior, you are getting a 9% boost in range, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it's 240 miles as opposed to 220. So yeah, it's 10%-ish. Uh, right. Well... That's partial premium means. interior actually is what they call it. Sorry. So maybe, maybe, because everyone was saying, well, like, is, is you know, the standard range going to be an MR with uh, a software lock on the on the upper part of the battery? And we know that there's there's a big enough difference that there's no way they're going to absorb the cost on that and just roll the car out for 35 Gs when they have, you know, a $40,000 worth of car battery in it. But is that now the case with this this small difference when you go to the uh, to the partial premium or what is it called? My God, I can't get partial this premium. It is. Ah, I finally got it right. Yay! <laughs> but this is all we're all learning this yeah, for the first exactly. time today. We're going to get but it wrong because otherwise, the only possible thing going on here is there's actually four sizes of batteries, and I got to tell you, that sounds like a lot to manage in production. Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb and, and wear my tinfoil hat and say maybe it's possible that the standard range um, does have a software lock on it and this partial premium is, is really what's going on. And then that would make it close enough in weight to the mid-range, add your interior differences, and I'm starting to make sense of the whole thing. I don't know. I'm just going to float that one. I have nothing scientific to go on here. People, we so don't, don't either. All right. All right. Let's go back to uh, Twitter here, and we'll just pull up another question. Uh, at the very end of the list here, I have someone named Deep D. He says, what do you think about the profitability of the base Model 3? I don't know if you guys can read that or not, but he's asking about the profitability. Now, I don't have inside information on this. Um, typically, whenever they release a new car, uh, you know, margins are relatively low on these things until production kind of ramps up and stuff. Look, Tesla is... Uh, is not like other car companies in this sense. Um, they would not be putting out this car if they were not making money on it. Um, how much is unknown at this point? Um, I would suspect the margins on this car, at least to start with, are probably in the 15% range. I think they're trying to get yeah, to at least somewhere a little lower than 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably somewhere in there, which is still doable. Again, you can make it up in volume at least, uh, you know, short, sort of short term until you get your costs and check for the mm -hmm. other stuff. So, uh, yeah, there's no doubt that they're profitable on this car. It's just how much. And is, and it, 
is it enough to keep them going for for some time and i do believe it is now tesla does have some bills to pay uh they do have that 920 million dollars but that's cash in the bank they already have that and stuff and they have the cash yeah i I think i think we we may have some suspicion on how they're doing uh when the call comes in april early april for uh, quarter one yeah and how they do because we're gonna we're now gonna have a month's worth of figures for for this new model three um but I think that the true numbers are going to really show once we have a full quarter, which we'll see after Q2. So probably in the, uh, what, July time frame is when we'll get that call for quarter two's investor numbers. I think yeah. that's when we'll really start to see how probably, yeah, we're, but we're still going to see in the next four weeks how this all does. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, we don't know what their figures are in terms of online orders. I mean, we knew when the car was announced March 20, March, sorry, March 31st, of 2016, you know, they announced just that day how many orders they had at the reveal that night. Um, it would not surprise me in the very least if they surpassed that number in orders this week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I mean, there's, I mean, I, having worked at the store, there were a ton of people going, when's the $35,000 car coming? Oh, yeah. When's the standard range coming? I'm, I'm waiting for that car. It's when I can afford and so forth. Like, you know, you may, I want to trade in my Honda Accord. Like, okay, I, I get it. But like this, this could be now be the week, especially with people trying to take advantage of the tax credit before it reduces again in June yeah. or uh, July rather. Yeah. I would be very interested to see what the numbers are for Q2. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so amazing. Oh. All right. I want to go back to Twitter here and I actually went back to your tweet that you put out this morning, Eric, because you kind of beat me to it on Thursdays. So, You're uh, welcome. Let, <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Let's jump back in here. Uh, a couple of funny ones here. Uh, a gentleman named Steve, he says, is it pronounced Putin or Poutine? It's pronounced Putsin. Poutine. Putsin, that's Putsin exactly. Putsin is really? the correct Putsin? pronunciation. Yeah, Putsin. well, it's just how the French pronounce it. Yes, Putsin. It sounds like Putin, but that's something else. <laughs> I always tell my wife, she says, I want some Putin. I said, I'll show you Putin. I'll take you around back behind the barn. <laughs> it's a family show. It's a family show. Oh, that's something man. else. That's something else. All right. Um, going back here. To, uh, here's another one. This one, I think, is directed at you, uh, Eric. Um, Steve asks, uh, favorite brand of ketchup chips? Uh, it would have to be Lay's. Lay's. <laughs> well, it's the only ones you've had so far. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, no, I've tried, I've tried the Pringles. Uh, oh, yeah. They're different, different flavor of chips some years ago. I, I used to like just a good old-fashioned regular Pringles. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of the Lay's uh, ketchup chips. And I am envious. <laughs> Those of you who live in Canada, to have those on a day-to-day basis. I know I would not lose weight if I went to Canada. I gave I'd be plumping up for those winter months. Uh, DJ Harbaugh came up to uh, my place last weekend. He's a uh, Tesla tidbit, so you should follow him on Twitter and listen to his podcast on YouTube. I saw, I saw his sneaker stash. <laughs> I, I gave him a tin of, uh, of uh, ketchup Pringles because he'd never seen them and the Lay's. And he said, uh, by the time I got to the first <laughs> supercharger, I destroyed that can. <laughs> I'm you, man. When I was a kid, this is not this is a funny story. When I was a kid, I'd get home from school and my mom would she'd go to the grocery store and on occasion there'd be like a new can of Pringles in the cabinet. So what I would do is I would sit down in front of the TV, uh, the telly, as some of you call it. Hey. I'd sit down in front of the TV, I'd pop the can open and I would start eating it for whatever the first half hour kid show was. By the time that show was done, the chips went away. <laughs> Rarely was there like even like ten chips left. So <laughs> Yeah, serving size be damned. Ah, uh, my gosh, there's so much in here. What else can I answer here? Um, so looks like you had a. And this good... all came out before the show. Yeah, I know. So. And you had uh, you had a really good conversation. It looks like uh, while he was just bombarding you with questions, uh, Walt Corey, 
Uh, a little bit later down here in the thread, he says, EAP Man, is currently no. feature complete now. Is that, uh, is that a fair read? So I'm just kind of going back here, trying to understand where he was getting at. Um, EAP is not exactly feature complete yet. Let's talk about what Elon had said. Um, they're expecting to have full self-driving uh, feature complete by the end of this year. However, mm -hmm. that's just the features. I mean, there's edge cases that they have to deal with, of course, and the edge cases are the hard stuff. The stuff on the highways is largely solved for the most part. It's all the weird edge case stuff that they have to deal with, which is why the street driving thing has been pushed off for so long because it's so mm -hmm. much more difficult. You've got so much more things going on. Of course, it precipitates the need of a more performance computer, of course, which is, of course, what they're, what they're working towards. And then you have the issue of legislation because the legislators want proof before they approve of any of this stuff. Like we're largely, you know, we're kind of rubbing up against level three now. When you get to four and five, this is a different, I mean, it's an order of magnitude or whatever Elon calls yeah. it, so much more difficult. Because as he said in the ARC podcast, if you listen to it, um, you know, he makes a pretty good point of saying, uh, you know, it's it's just like how many March of Nines do you need it to be reliable um, before legislation says, yes, you can turn it on. I mean, we're not at the point where you can just pack your bag, sit in the back and take a nap. That's not going to happen for quite some time because they got to get this stuff sorted out. Again, we don't have any proof of what Tesla's been working on behind the scenes because um, in California, most of the self-driving companies that are working on their stuff are required by law to report you know, their disengagement, something Tesla doesn't do. Now, you understand why they don't, because they don't operate necessarily a private fleet doing this stuff. They use our fleet, the cars that we own, um, to look at those disengagements. So I don't know if there's any legal reason for them to have to disclose that stuff. Again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know all this stuff. Um, but it's not to say that they aren't testing full self-driving in a limited fleet. We do know that uh, Tesla had invited a bunch of employees and gave them full self-driving uh, for free if they were to test it in their cars. Don't know how that program is going, but I can assure you that, that they are getting data out of that um, as far as how they're going. We don't know. So it's coming along. It's just going to take a little while. Um, you know, Enhanced Autopilot uh, 2 that we have right now took uh, the better part over a year anyways to get at least caught up with Hardware 1. Now we've yeah. certainly surpassed it now. Who knows what version 3 is going to bring? Let um, me let me just jump in, though, and say that during the ARK Invest podcast, Elon did say that the sleeping in the backseat scenario would be possible by the end of next year. That was his estimate. And I know Elon years, we always that. have to calculate, but still, he sounded much more confident in his time frame than yeah. he has in a while in this stuff. Yeah. Now, he says, of course, regulators is a whole different thing, but the actual hardware and software and everything else being able to do it, yeah, he's saying end, end of 2020. Yeah. So I'm just kind of going through this thread here to see if there's anything else. Uh, I mean, all of this stuff happened late here in the day, so I didn't have a lot of time to prep for some yeah. of these questions, obviously. So I apologize. If you guys ask questions, we didn't get to it. I'm really sorry. We just had so much to go on and stuff. Um, again, uh, you know, we always want to answer viewer and listener questions as, as often as possible on the podcast. And towards, you know, it's one of our favorite things to do. But unfortunately, we can't get to absolutely every one of them. Uh, let's see here. If there's anything else that sticks out right now, I can't see anything right now. Is there any, um, you guys want to throw anything else before we uh, close off on the show here? Cause it's coming up. Well, one of the comments, you know, I, I don't like to be negative, but I like to be fair and I like okay. to, to at least try and put some balance on it. One of the comments, and I, I apologize for not getting the uh, Twitter handle of the gentleman who brought it up was that we're a little bit surprised to see that there's no heated seats on the standard, standard base interior. Um, oh, did I miss that? And, 
Yeah, I was there. Somebody pointed that out, and yeah, because it only appears in the um, uh, upgrade premium, partial premium. Damn it, I lost it. <laughs> that's okay. Partial premium. Yes. Partial premium. That, okay. That, there now we go. that is a detail, and, and that, that's only for the front. That's only for the front seats too. It's just for the front uh, seats. Correct. Yes. So if you infer the reverse, it means that if you go for the standard standard interior, you don't get any heated seats at all. And I got to say, right. I'm a little surprised because a fourteen thousand dollar base base level trim Hyundai Accent comes with heated front seats. So I thought that's the only thing I'm going to come out and say was a bit of a miss. That's well, a bit Hyundai of is one of the, you have to remember, Hyundai slash Kia is one of those companies that have a knack um, or a, a habit of taking what were considered to be higher end features on premium cars and bringing them down to the masses. They were one of the first True. to take things like folding mirrors. That was typically BMW, Mercedes territory, and they bring it down and put it in the Rio for crying out loud. Yeah. So things like heated seats, uh, it doesn't cost that much. This is just a Tesla cost cutting thing. It's just a separation thing that they're doing. But I am surprised. Although the source that uh, gave me the information a couple of weeks ago about the interior made no mention of the heated um, front seats. I just assumed that they probably would be, but now that they're not there, well, there you go. There's your answer. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a little disappointed not to see that at least. Um, and Tesla is generally not in the habit of doing anything special for their cars for different markets. So, you know, in Canada, you know. No, uh, I, I don't think we'll get it. No, wow. no, they're generally the same. I mean, uh, they don't even offer a, a cold weather package anymore as a separate thing on the high-end cars. It's part of the right. premium package. So they kind of largely do the same thing for, for these cars. So, um, now, I, I, will, I will add to that, Ian. Let's think about some of the cars today, what is considered standard that at one point was not. I mean, the glass roof is now standard on the Model 3 regardless of trim, where the Model S, you know, used to be that, they had a solid roof and the glass roof was an option. So I, it's possible that over time, as the car becomes uh, in greater production numbers, as things become more affordable, uh, as as other cars come to uh, bear fruit in the market, uh, per se, it's possible that someday they will add the heated seats as a standard feature for the front driver and passenger and then eventually have other options later on. So I, I'm, I'm sort of with you, especially if you live in a colder climate. So I, for those of you who live in the northern part of the U.S. or live in Canada, my condolences if you're getting the standard car without <laughs> heated seats. Um, How about a car in Florida without layers. air conditioning? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, though, I remember, oh, my God, years ago, there was a, one of my mom's late relatives. She had a, uh, I want to say it was a Toyota Tercel. Okay. And uh, they had that car with no AC and no radio. Oh, radio? Man. No radio. <laughs> Imagine there was a time, long time ago, <laughs> where AC and AM, FM radio were options. No, you're now, talking to a kid now, who, who grew up, you know, in the 60s and 70s. I was so amazed the first time we went to Florida and rented a Pinto. Yes, we rented a Pinto. Oh, you, you could. Dangerous back in the living, day. man. And it, and it had AC. Yes, and it actually had air conditioning. I was fascinated <laughs> because, you know, my parents would not spur for air conditioning up here. That was strictly for rich people in yeah. the 70s. You did not buy air conditioning in Canada. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, we, we rented a Pinto that had AC. And, of course, I mean, you switched it on. The car lost about 20 miles an hour speed on the highway. <laughs> but cold air came out of the vents. I thought this was the most fascinating technology. My father had a 60, I think it was a 67 Beetle, uh, and it had no AC in there whatsoever. So, like, you know, you'd sort of take things for granted when you have them nowadays. But those yeah. comfort features, yeah. you know, that, that, I mean, look, if you spend $2,000, you're getting, Tesla's going to give you enough 
options to go to the um, the partial premium for 2000. Uh, we first heard earlier today it was 2500. Now it's actually in 2000. Yes, 2000. Uh, so that's 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 a it's a good series no, of things to get for, yeah. for two thousand dollars more. No, no, no. I agree, and I think that clearly is is one of their incentives is to get people to bump up. To yeah, yeah. They have a real nice good thing. knack of getting you to spend a little bit more. <laughs> they know exactly where to go uh-huh. to do it. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. That 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 was a. But I will say one last thing in defense for for all of you out there who are disappointed to hear this, um, preheating in any Tesla is so astonishingly effective that honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think you'll miss it. Like, I mean, yeah. there's occasional times where I accidentally turn my seat heater off when I'm goofing with all the buttons preheating the car. It doesn't make much difference because if it's been heating for 20 minutes, you get in there, I have to undress. It's like a bloody sauna in the mm-hmm. car. This thing Fast. heats like crazy. And the fact that it's fabric seats, it's really not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the vegan leather, it's more important. But with a fabric seat, if you heat the car up for 10 or 15 minutes, you're not really going to notice. I mean, I think the and only it cools people... down almost twice as fast. Oh yeah, Correct. I mean, I've I've seen my car go from 130 degrees inside the cabin to a yep. balmy 72 yep. within five minutes. Now the climate system in this car is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, uh, it's 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 super efficient. It's just the battery the takes longer to heat up, especially if your car right. is charging. If you do it while your yep. car is charging, there's no energy loss whatsoever. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's 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 that. Let's take solace in that. Yeah, there is a down point though. Of course, Model Three doesn't have a dedicated battery heater, so it takes longer for the battery to warm up. So if you're cold, uh, you know, if you cold soak your battery and stuff, you gotta have to preheat a little longer. Make sure you run that uh, the heater on full blast. All right, boys. I think this is the end of it. Uh, we've beaten this horse to death. I'm sure we'll have more to say next week when we have more information. Oh I'd love to talk about the Polestar next week, but uh, we have to wind it out uh, and finish this up. Okay. So, uh, Ian, where can people find you if they want to have a chit-chat with you on the internet? Well, on Twitter, uh, just my name, at Ian Pavelko. Uh, you'll see the uh, handle come up as Matt Hungarian, but it's at Ian Pavelko. You can find me at uh, Model 3 Owners Club Forum. Um, Matt Hungarian is the handle there. Uh, if you have any questions about wheels, tires, or anything technically geeky, I'd be happy to help you out there. And then uh, finally, uh, Teespring, T-E-E-S-P-R-I-N-G dot com you can find the matt hungarian evolve wear just search for matt hungarian or evolve wear the uh, line of uh, shirts featured uh and none of us are wearing one today are you wearing one mr uh, mr page no, no i'm actually wearing my uh, silicon valley tesla uh, owners club shirt today i'm an well, honorary we're all member slacking off today that's okay. <laughs> well i did drink anyway. my coffee this morning out of your mug so i am out of the mug a good man yes, all right, all there we go. yes thank you for that eric where can people find you on the internet if they want to have a chit chat with you Sure, you guys can find me on Twitter at the handle ECFIX, that is E-C-F-I-X. My thanks to those new followers, and as always, thank you to our sponsors of this wonderful program. Uh, without them, we could not bring you this fun, awesome stuff like we talked about today, which, you know, diecast cars was all the news today. That's all we really had to offer. <laughs> that was it, eh? Yeah, Excellent, yes, yes, thank yeah. you. And uh, last but not least, myself, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm very active there. The handle's at Model3Owners. Please go to the Model3OwnersClubForum.com. That is absolutely the best place to talk about all things Model3. Uh, We have a vibrant community on there. Please give some business to our sponsors. Those guys uh, really do great work and stuff. It's all well organized on there. We are preparing for Model Y, so whenever that happens, we have some forums already built up for that to accept your uh, speculation and uh, what your wishes and wants are on the Model Y, so we're looking forward to that. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Evanex, uh, Dolaban Insurance, of course, and Fine Lab Ceramic Coatings. Give those guys some business. 
they really uh, make things go. Lastly, uh, big thanks to our Patreon sponsors. You can find them at uh, patreon.com slash model3ownersclub. I might have to take some money out and uh, maybe buy one of them die-cast cars. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's more of the <laughs> it's more of the cameras. It's the camera purchase plan that <laughs> pays for these cameras and podcasts. If you're software. watching this on YouTube, <laughs> you saw the goose that Trev's having before. We're still trying to figure this stuff out because things cost money. <laughs> that was my camera battery, and I'm going to fix that. Anyways, <laughs> that's the end of the show. Thanks for watching, folks, and uh, don't forget to uh, tune in next time when we have some more stuff to talk about. Thanks a lot, and good night. Thank you.